0: Hi, this is Dan Steele with your Wasa Legislative Report for Monday, April 19th. Today is Day 99 of this 2001 regular legislative session, with sine die the last day of session set for this Sunday, April 25th. Most legislative observers are betting on an on-time adjournment. However, none of the three biennial budgets have been completed yet. Negotiators continue to meet to reach consensus on final compromise budgets, But because they are meeting behind closed doors, it's difficult to gauge progress. Operating budget negotiators met through the weekend and are expected to conclude their talks as early as today, but that has not yet been confirmed. Mechanically and procedurally, negotiations need to be completed soon to ensure there is enough time to proof and vet the final document. The operating budget bill, potentially a $58 billion package, encompassing almost a thousand pages includes literally thousands of line items that need to be verified. On top of the painstaking work of confirming numbers, hundreds of provisos regarding how funds must be spent also have to be proofed to ensure budget writers' intentions are accurate. Given this additional behind-the-scenes work that needs to be done, we don't expect to see budget details until late in a week even if official negotiations are completed today or tomorrow. The two other biennial budgets have run into other complications. We understand the capital construction budget negotiators have essentially taken the middle ground of the two proposals between the House and the Senate. But even if that's true, it still takes time to confirm the exact numbers and, like the operating budget, the many provisos that are included. So negotiators seem to be in a good position. The problem lies with the necessary bond bill. Well before session started, there was talk of trying to limit the governor's emergency authority. Multiple bills have been introduced, but with most of the conversation being driven by minority Republicans, there has not been any movement. The issue, however, reached a head recently when Governor Inslee moved three counties from Phase 3 back to Phase 2 under Washington's safe reopening plan. What was an undercurrent of discontent turned into a public outcry. Republicans, especially those in the House, called for passage of one of their bills and have threatened to withhold their votes on the capital bond bill if they don't get their way. Remember, in order to pass a bond bill, it requires a 60% supermajority vote by both the House and the Senate, the same supermajority requirement that schools and other local governments require. Minority Republicans have had little real power in the session, but a bond bill requiring supermajority approval is one way they can flex their muscles and have a real impact. If the bond bill failed, it would tank the capital budget. It is possible a skinny budget could be cobbled together using resources to keep some projects moving, but most projects would be stalled. It will be interesting to see who blinks first, if anyone blinks. Although a capital budget is important to the state, The only thing the legislature is absolutely required to do is to adopt a two-year operating budget. There are other problems with the transportation budget. Running alongside the budget package are carbon investment bills. A group of conservative Democrats in the Senate have linked a cap-and-trade bill with the transportation budget and have threatened that if the House tinkers with the bill or delinks the bill from the transportation budget, they will vote against the budget. Join with the Republicans, it's likely the budget would fail. Last week, the House Environment and Energy Committee adopted a striking amendment of the cap and trade bill, redirecting proceeds from roads to other programs. This then tees up a fight for the transportation budget. Two other updates for you in this last week of session. House Bill 1476, the Enrollment Stabilization Bill, and Senate Bill 5128, the Pupil Transportation Funding Bill, continue to move. House Bill 1476 was amended in the Senate, limiting the protection of levy capacity from the original two-year provisions to one. When it was returned to the House, they refused to concur with the amendments and returned to the bill to the Senate. House Bill 1476 is one of a small handful of bills that is now officially in dispute. House amendments on Senate Bill 5128 were also rejected by the Senate. On Friday, the House dropped their amendments, however, and adopted new amendments, and then returned the bill to the Senate. In both House versions of the bill, they removed the Senate's proposed new Public Schools Emergency Transportation Relief Fund, along with the $100,000 appropriation to the relief account. The new version of the amended bill, however, also removes the necessary provisions that modify transportation distribution requirements, which then eliminates the allowance for OSPI to use the 2019-20 ridership counts to determine 2021-22 allocations. We're very concerned about the elimination of this language, which is priority language that we've advocated for with budget riders and other legislators. We're hoping that as budget negotiators continue to review the budget, they include this language in this bill to make sure that whatever is funded in the budget can actually be rolled out to school districts. We encourage you to continue to follow WASA's legislative newsletter, This Week in Olympia, for up-to-date details as the session continues to wind down. As always, thanks for listening.